Hello and welcome to Fell in Love with a Hound, the podcast for people who love greyhounds. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Fell in Love with a Hound. My name's Laura Jane and I'm your host. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I'm sorry it's been a while since I've posted a new episode. It's the usual story of normal life getting in the way of podcast life. But it's lovely to be back behind the microphone again and talking to people about the dogs that we all know and love. Just a wee bit of housekeeping before I start. A few people have asked me if I plan to start a Patreon where people can donate to support the podcast. And while that's a lovely idea and I'm flattered that people have asked... I would much rather that any extra funds that people have just now are channelled into Greyhound Rescue, especially now as I know the rescues are struggling with not being able to fundraise in person. So with that in mind, I launched some stickers with the podcast logo on them a while ago. They're £3 and available on Etsy. And from that, a pound goes towards helping me cover my podcast costs. A pound will go to Greyhound Rescue in Scotland. And then a pound goes to cover the costs of producing them and fees. So if you're interested in that at all and would like a fell in love with a hound sticker, I'll share the link in the podcast description and on the Facebook page. And as usual, you can follow all of the podcast uh, news on our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Fell in Love with the Hound. So now the housekeeping's out of the way, on to today's episode. About a month ago, I posted on social media saying that I would love to get people on to chat about their hounds. So how it normally works is I usually approach people who I think have an interesting story or link to the greyhound world. But as I get to know more people, I soon realise that literally every greyhound owner has a tale to tell. I was maybe a bit ambitious and I planned on doing an episode every day for a month. And then I soon realised that I wouldn't sleep for a month. So maybe there was a better way to do it. So this is the very first episode in a series called Hound Chat. So these will be episodes where I just sit down with someone and chat about their hound. It's pretty simple, I guess. The clue is in the name. What I found interesting in doing these conversations, and I've done a couple already, is just the sheer passion and devotion that owners have for their hounds and the greyhound community as a whole. They are literally a vital part of their lives and an important member of their family. And I hope that these chats reflect that. So our first hound chat is with a lovely woman called Claire, who is actually the very first person who responded to my request for people to talk about their greyhounds. So thank you, Claire, because you gave me the confidence to carry the idea forward. And I hope that those listening enjoy hearing our chat as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. So I'm with Claire Streeter today and she is coming to us from Cambridgeshire in England and I put out a call for people to come on to the podcast and talk to me about their greyhounds and you were actually one of the first ones to come back to me Claire so thank you very much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing today? Very good thank you. It's a bit hot down here in England at the moment so we're all a bit hot especially my poor greyhound because he's black so he's suffering a bit in the heat <laughs> oh my goodness yeah it's, it's so hard trying to keep your greyhound cool because they don't regulate their own temperature very well it's just it's a nightmare air conditioning fans all sorts of things <laughs> claire you've been very patient because we had some technical 
difficulties trying to get us connected, but we're finally here. Thank you for being the first person to come back to me. Um, I thought it'd be really fun just to kind of run through some questions that I'll kind of ask everybody. So the first one, I guess, is tell me a bit about your your history with dogs. Did you grow up with dogs? Have you always been a dog lover? What's the kind of history behind your relationship with dogs? Um, so I guess we got our first family pet, which was a little Westie when I was about 10. Um, and so she was, um, she was quite not, she was a nice little first pet to have, um, quite furry and, um, being white used to get quite dirty. Then I left home and my mum, after the Westie had passed away, she got a border terrier called Rosie. And I think Rosie has been, was our sort of real family pet, even though I wasn't living at home. I'd got two young children by then. So Rosie was their sort of first pet. We called her our surrogate dog because she used to come and stay for holidays rather than us actually having our own pet. Um, and Rosie suddenly um, uh, went to sleep in August last year in 2019. Um, and around that time, um, I was also having quite a lot of problems with my mental health um, and, my, and my business um, just from overworking. So um, my mum really sort of strongly suggested getting a dog to me but my husband was a bit wasn't too keen he wasn't he's not really a pet person I don't think um but my kids who are now growing up were really like oh we can finally get our own dog they were delighted so um he did <laughs> he, he finally gave in and um I started looking around at our local online at our local shelters and I was looking for a small dog having only had experience of a small dog but there was just this one dog when I was looking through all the pictures called Buckbeak and he had the most gorgeous eyes and I didn't dwell on it too much because I thought, well, he's a greyhound, you know, all those, all the myths that I'm sure quite a few people will be aware of who's listening to this podcast. Um, but then eventually my son said to me, oh, did you, did, did you know that greyhounds, you know, they can live in smaller spaces. They don't need too much exercise, all those things. So I started um, to do a bit of research on them and I kept going back and looking at his picture. And yeah, I sort of knew then that that, that's, that, that <laughs> was who I wanted. So, but of course we had to convince my husband. So um, we went through the whole sell on him as well. And, um, and he said, okay then. You better ring up. So the next hour, straight on the phone <laughs> to the rescue. Um, and they said, "Can you come around? Can you come this afternoon?" So yes, okay. Um, I didn't meet him that afternoon because he was off site um, with a foster carer, a lady who worked at the rescue. Um, but um, they just asked if everybody could come back um, at the weekend. We did. We went and met him on the Sunday, and they said, "Well, when do you want to take him home?" So he was home with us by Tuesday. <laughs> So, oh wow, that was a quick turnaround. Yes. <laughs> so, so we had this this great big dog in our house. <laughs> so tell us about Beaky then. How old is he? So uh, Beaky, he's just turned seven, so he's just had his first birthday. Very exciting. Lots of extra spoiling there. Um, he was so he was six when he came to us um, last September. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, he's a gorgeous black boy, you were saying? He is, yes. He's absolutely jet black. He's got, uh, several people say to me, he's got no grey on him at all. It's 
amazing. He's jet black. And he's got a couple of little, he's a bit like me, he's got a couple of little white hairs here and there. <laughs> but otherwise, he's doing quite well for himself. And so were you the first, are you the first family that he's had? You said that he was in foster home, but are you the first kind of family environment that he's lived in? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the lovely lady Sophie at the Woodgreen Shelter, she'd had him at home with her for, um, I think, for about six to eight weeks. Um, but she wasn't there with him all the time. So he, she had a camera on him and apparently he just used to sleep all the time. Um, but <laughs> yeah, coming into our house, we were a bit concerned um, on the report that we read. It said he was a bit unsure about sort of tile, tiled floorings and things like that. And we've got some tiles that go through our house. So we were getting bits of carpet. Or what, he came and he was absolutely fine with that bit. Um, it was um, sort of the living room, which is our main room, that he didn't come into for the first two days. He sort of just found his bed, which is under the stairs, and sort of just sat there for the first two days, not really know what to do. And eventually he got brave and he came He came in. And now he, he just, as you can probably see, it's just sort of taken over. We've got blankets, pillows, a nice duvet, cuddle pillar. Everything. <laughs> the staple of a, of a greyhound home is a cuddle, cuddle pillar as well. <laughs> now, it's times like these that I wish the podcast sometimes was, um, I guess, a video because Claire is surrounded by blankets and snuggly beds and the greyhound cooed into her. Now, you'd mentioned a cuddle pillar. I am obsessed with cuddle pillars and I've only ever seen them really in the kind of Australian, like Instagram, all this kind of things. Where did you find one in England? I found him, um, it was online on Smith's Toys, which is Smith with a Y in the middle. And that was Beaky's Christmas present. His first Christmas present was Cuddle Pillar. Oh, I am absolutely writing that down. (laughs) I'm going to take that as as we finish this conversation. (laughs) And does he love him? Does he like actually cuddle up to him? Yeah, he's um, he's got his head on him at the moment. I don't know if you can see him down. Oh there. yes, uh, yeah, he is cuddled up to that cuddle pillar, like yeah, like nothing else. That looks very comfy. <laughs> sorry, yeah, so, sorry. I just realised I did a bit of Beaky's voice there. I should also say that Beaky has his own voice, which I don't know if it's normal if other people have voices for their great grandparents, but Beaky has his own voice. Which my my kids find I forget about and I just do and then the kids if the kids friends come around they're like what what what's Vicky talking I think you're not alone in that I think a lot of people have voices for their <laughs> I know I definitely when I'm talking to Dash my voice definitely changes and I definitely sing a lot more like I tend to sing to her yes. And it's amazing. Beaky is brilliant because Beaky is a bit like a baby. So his name just fits in so many songs. Yes. It's brilliant. <laughs> do you know, I was thinking that one day I am going to do a podcast purely on songs that you can fit Grey or Greyhound into because there's so many. <laughs> so the name Beaky, where did that did that come with him? Is that one that you picked? Like, where did that come from? Yeah, uh, so I think um, at Wood Green, which was the animal charity who came from, um, at that time they 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 said they'd seem to have a lot, quite a lot of Harry Potter names that they'd named their their animals that had come in. So he was Buckbeak, 
Like the, yeah, of course, from Harry Potter. Um, and I, I do love Harry Potter, but um, when we went to meet him um, with the foster carer, she was calling him Beaks quite a lot. And I said, well, what does he sort of respond to? She said, well, to be honest, he doesn't really respond to, to anything. He didn't respond to the name that he was given when he came in from the kennel. Um, she said, that's what I've sort of done. Um, but we decided Beaky was quite appropriate, really, with the snoot and everything like that. So he, he became Beaky quite quickly. It's funny how you uh, sometimes you you don't necessarily pick their names because they've already been given those names through foster or whatever, but they always seem to kind of grow into them. Like I can't imagine Dash being called anything other than Dash, and yet we had huge conversations when we got her like, should we change her name or not? It's just funny how they just suddenly just the name just clicks one day. I think that's right. It didn't even really occur to me to change his name. Vicky just seemed to sort of it you know suit him so um I didn't have the problem of trying to think of anything else for <laughs> now um I think the third question on the list has to be what is your favorite thing about having a greyhound or favorite things it can be more than one oh, yeah. <laughs> so many um for me looking at his cute little face it's the eyes the eyes were what caught got me on the picture on the website in the first place and he read I don't know whether they do it on purpose or not, but they just have this little look they give you, like, I'm the saddest dog in the world. I'm just the saddest dog in the world. Please feel sorry for me and want to love me. And it works. <laughs> uh, but I think since getting him, um, I've become such, or uh, we've become such a wonderful part of the um, Greyhound community online as well. Being part of that is just amazing. It's been really good for me with my mental health, but it's also been brilliant for him getting to know socializing with other dogs especially because I think quite a few greyhounds have never seen any other breed of dog before I know certainly for him it's taken him quite a while <laughs> when we're out to get used to any other breeds so having other greyhounds that we can then go and meet up with at the dog park or go for walks with it's been it's been really lovely and you can just call on them if, you, if you're not too sure about you've got a question you'll just get so much feedback and advice and you just become you come to care about all the other greyhounds and want to know that they're all right as well and vice versa you get so many lovely comments that's kind of uh, yeah it's been really lovely yeah I think when you get adopt a greyhound you adopt the community just the community that's around that of other people who have rescued a greyhound who feel the same way about them who are so passionate about them and so it makes it really easy to meet someone you've never met before and have a good old chat because you've got that (laughs) bond already in place. I could talk for days about you know I could talk for hours so and then these people feel the same so I'm not boring other people. This Instagram, so I could just post pictures and everybody would know that's what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they wouldn't get fed up with it. But I found that there's lots of other people who feel like that too. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny though when you meet somebody who's not a greyhound person or maybe isn't a dog person, you can see their eyes just glaze over a little bit after a few uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, why don't you want to hear about my amazing dog for half an hour? I don't yes. understand. <laughs> or I think I'll show them a picture of something and I just say, oh, hang on, I've just scrolled past the hundreds of thousands of pictures of my dog till I can find the one thing that I actually did want to <laughs> So you'd mentioned your Instagram. Um, so now is the best time to let us know if we want to follow that. What's your Instagram oh, account called? Okay. 
We are at Beaky's underscore minders. Oh, like Peaky Blinders. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I'll make sure that I link to that in the description and everything. So if people are looking for it, they know how to find it. That's really fun. So do you post on there quite often? Is that quite a regular thing? Yeah. It's sort of it was started off as being sort of a bit of a therapy for me to just be able to say, you know, write about what he was doing as he settled into his his home. And now, yeah, we've usually done something um that that we're posting about is quite often him looking for a barbecue because he's obsessed with barbecues so (laughs) hanging around with barbecue or um walks that we've been on and we went on our first holiday last week so we went to the Cotswolds which was absolutely beautiful did loads of walking um Beaky, I know Greyhound, he's laying down and he's asleep, which most of the Greyhounds do, but he absolutely loves getting out. And um, we actually walked 10 uh, 10 miles one day and he just kept going, wagging. He did so well. I was very proud of him. Um, So, yeah, we kind of get out and like uh, I've found loads of places just around me as well that I've lived in the same place for 20 years, but not known about all these different paths and walks around us. uh, So it's been really nice to explore the area we live in a different way since having him so we often post post about walks we've done or if we've met up with other greyhounds um and other dog friendly places we might have been in like coffee shops and things like that fantastic well i definitely urge everybody to go i'll need to check if i'm following you and if i'm not i will follow you as soon as i get off this podcast and <laughs> <laughs> go and have a look but i thought it was really interesting you'd mentioned that when you got Beaky it was very much kind of for your mental health that kind of thing so how do you find Mm. having a greyhound has a positive impact on how you're feeling? Um, Well it means that I go out every day which is really important to me Um, and just having that exercise and fresh air and being able to like I said we have our conversations together him and me just being able to sort of load um if I don't necessarily want to go and see people I can just have a chat with my greyhound and gives the best advice because he never disagrees with me <laughs> you may get the occasional judgmental look or say die but you'll never just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and I think when you're out and about people do stop and talk to you with a greyhound but it's usually focused on him so you don't feel that the focus is on you and that you've got to talk about yourself you you know, you share, you talk about him and it's the same when you go and meet up with your new dog friends and things like that. So, like you say, being part of the community has really, it's really helped my mental health. And I try I try to be positive with the things that I post, but I do also try and keep it a bit real. If he's had done something that's not been quite so great, like he often sees cats and goes for cats. So we'll post about that um, especially if it's really early in the morning, waking up the street and you've got him singing a song at six o'clock in the morning, then I post about it because that is that is what life is like with the greyhound. But I want just want people to be able to see what great animals they are. They, yeah. it, it breaks my heart that there's shelters full of just greyhounds. You know, you go to general animal shelters and there's loads of different types of dogs, but our breed has got they've got their own shelters because there's so many of them that need homes. I know I think we would all take 10 greyhounds if we could fit them in or on our couches but I think you've made a really good point there about 
um, being quite authentic. I think on social media, you can see all these pictures of, you know, greyhounds going to cafes and doing all these things, which is wonderful. And, and lots of people can do that. But Dash has the same problem with cats, as it sounds like Beaky has. She is not a fan. And, you know, sometimes she will go off on one and you have to, you know, kind of obviously restrain her in some way so she doesn't go and get the cat. But I think there's um, it's important to show the positives and also the not-so-positives. I'm not going to say negatives because I don't think it's no, a negative. It's just keeping it real, really, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. A sense of oh, oh, greyhounds are lovely, and then they get them and realise the other bits that you get with them as well. But they're worth it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Which leads us perfectly on to the last question of what would you say to anybody who is thinking about adopting a greyhound? Oh, please, please don't don't discount a greyhound. There is just so many of them that need need a home. There's all the the myths, you know, that they'll sleep. Uh, they sleep for hours. Be- my Beaky, he won't. He doesn't actually come on the sofa or, or a bed. We've tried. We've tried so many times to get him on the sofa in the bed. He, ju- he just. This is why we've got all these cushions and pillows. I said, spend my time. If I want to cuddle with, with Beaky, I end up on the floor. So it's not because I can't get on the sofa. <laughs> because I'm uh, spending some time with him. Um, they're just so loving and gentle. Oh, I, I would never. I wouldn't go to another breed now. I'm greyhound for life. <laughs> They've got me. Greyhound for life. I think that's okay. That should be a hashtag or yeah. on a t-shirt or somewhere. Greyhound for life. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I can definitely identify that again. I, I can't see us having any other breed but a greyhound in our house now. And you know, whenever you talk to people who are maybe considering having a dog, it's like. Have you thought about greyhounds? Let me tell you twenty things why you should twenty reasons why you should adopt. Definitely. I've had people stop me to say, Oh, isn't he handsome? And of course I think, well, of course he's handsome, he's my dog, but I'm glad you think he's handsome too. And I just, you know, just say, Oh, you, you know, start telling them about, about greyhounds to give them a bit of an, an advertisement because yeah, I say and there's lots of them that need a home. If you please do consider a greyhound. If you want to give a wee plug then, so tell us again your Instagram handle. Um, he's at Beaky underscore Minders. Beaky's, sorry, Beaky's Minders. Underscore minders. And do you want to give a wee plug to the rescue centre that you got him from as well? Yeah, it's Woodgreen Animal Charity. They're in God Manchester at Huntingdon in Cambridgeshire. Um, and they have uh, a television programme that was on Channel 4 at the end of last year in the doghouse that explores people coming who want dogs and they come to look around and go out so they sort of follow the dogs on there and I think they're looking for people to take part in the next series as well so um yeah go follow Woodgreen because they do a brilliant job they're absolutely wonderful they have several sight hounds on there that sounds fantastic again I've coming away from this conversation I'm going to go on Instagram I'm going to go on Smith's to look up cuddle pillars I'm now going to go <laughs> look up Wood Green to see if we can help spread the word if they are looking for people to take part right okay there's lots lots to take away from this conversation and this is why I think I wanted to do this kind of idea of just talking to lots of different people about their kind of just everyday hounds you know people that are living with these hounds day in day out for weeks months years because you do learn there's always something new that you can learn and you do find out information and it's a great way to just share how, how you know all the information that we find so I, I think when I'm out 
I'm about with Beaky. He's he's very calm and laid back, um, but he's also quite shy. So I think when people don't always, if he shies away from them, they always take the time. They don't see the dog that we see at home, um, which I guess is another reason why I try and sort of promote it, promote the breed a bit more on Instagram. Um, because yeah, a lot of people, even family, obviously we don't see family very much at the moment. But when we go out and see them, he's quite shy and reserved, so they don't get to see the real the real character that obviously now having him nearly a year has had. I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on and having a chat about Beaky with me. I've loved talking to you. It's been really, really lovely. Thanks for having us on. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Thank you, Claire, for that wonderful conversation and being our very first hound chat. Chatty? Chatter? Chatty? Let's stick with chatty. I always try and take something away from every conversation I have with fellow hound owners and I could identify with the companionship and love that she found from adopting Beaky. If you'd like to follow Beaky's adventures on social media, you can on Instagram at Beaky underscore minders. So that's it for this week. Don't forget to check out the podcast logo stickers if you'd like to support the podcast and donate a pound to Greyhound Rescue Charities. I'll be back soon with another episode now that I'm back into the swing of things. So in the meantime, take care of yourself, take care of each other and give your hound a hug from me. (laughs) 